Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the unexplained, and all that other stuff. Anyways, New England's own Van Helsink with me all the way across the pond is the... Uh, cover a uh, set of full for GQ, Mr. Steve Parsons. <laughs> but it makes a change from the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, you know. So anyway, uh, we're still trying to sort a couple things out here. Yeah. But anyway. anyway so, we, yeah. Tomorrow so, you'll be here. Uh, yeah. And uh, what time is it in the USA, Ron? What's that? What time is it now in, in Drake? Uh, 3.03. Well, it, a little after 1 a.m., your time, I will be setting off. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, there you go. So, anyways... Uh, yeah. It's that soon. I'll I know be it. on I know my it. way before you, before you even wake up. That's right. You'll be here to annoy me tomorrow. Fact, I, may, I... I may be on my way before you go to bed. That's a possibility. You're... If you're late to bed, watching Downton. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. So anyways, uh, we have a guest that happens to be down the street from you or something, right? Uh, well, a, a little way, about 40, 50 miles away, yeah. And uh, 
this is someone who I've never met before, but I am interested in uh, meeting with. In fact, I will be hosting them at my paranormal study group uh, on October 18th at Circles of Wisdom. And uh, I'm not sure if we have Paul or Debs, but I guess let's see if they are. Guys, you there? Hi. Hey, hey Ron, how you doing? Okay, okay. So did you guys know that you were like down the street from Steve Parsons? Um, no, we didn't, did we? Did we? No, we were down the street from Steve. No, we're not, are we? Where, where are you? Well, we should do. We, I mean, we've worked together, boys and girls. That's what I thought, Mark and Pa. Oh, That's yeah. right. I'm only up the road in Haverford West. Oh, wow, yes. I mean, I remember I remember we worked with Steve um, a few years back there. We had a fantastic um, re um, um, response there with, with the yeah. evening we had there. Um, you did a great job there, Steve, and people still talk about the evening that you took there um, in Margham Park. It was in the, um, the castle. I remember, the, yeah. I remember yeah. the night well. Yeah, you did such a great job. I mean, you are incredibly professional at what you do. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, God. Oh, and, uh, just shoot me. Who do to you? Debs, I think we better, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for another day. Uh, but it was, uh, when Ron told me who the guests were, I went, hang on a minute, I know those two people, and we had some <laughs> fun together at Margham Park. Because you were hosting one of your um, mediumship development week uh, camps, weren't you? I think it was over two or three days. And there was a yeah. small component of that related to the paranormal investigation. And I remember that there were some very, very interested, very enthusiastic people um, that they, yeah, they, they, they taken, of course, they, they, they were actually staying at Margham, weren't they? Which, for those, for the Americans who don't know Margham, if you imagine the, I mean, in fact, it was the place where Catherine Zeta-Jones got married, but if you imagine the set of The Haunting, I think um, that's pretty much Margham. Um, really? Yeah. yeah it's a huge Gothic building uh, yeah. on the outskirts of Port Talbot. Um, and it looks just like the set of The Haunting. It's featured on television programs like, like Most Haunted, um, but it was also it's also used as a venue for sort of performances, and it was, guys, just correct me, it was Catherine Zeta-Jones' wedding venue, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's very true. Also, they've done, um, they've done, they've, they've done a lot of filming at the castle for the, the likes of Doctor Who, which is, you oh. know, the pretty like, the common... Because the last time I, the last time I was there with the Japanese television uh, documentary crew, they were actually filming or just in between the series of Da Vinci's Demons and Doctor Who, and we had the inside of the castle look like the set of uh, a Medici 14th century Medici Venetian palace, and outside of and outside of it was the TARDIS. Uh, <laughs> In, in true BBC fashion, um, sort of uh, Doctor Who fashion, this, this TARDIS appeared um, without warning in the middle of the night. Um, because that's, that's how they deliver it to the location. They don't, obviously, the location know it's arriving, but they don't know when uh, precisely. And the thing just kind of appears in the middle of the night off the back of a low loader. Wow. Um, very, very strange to see the inside of Margham. I mean, I, it's a place that. You know, I guess you know well. Um, I didn't recognise it when I walked in. It was like walking into the Doge's Palace in Venice, uh, but oh, it was wow. all made—it was all made of polystyrene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the the castle is—you uh, know—it's a wonderful place, and the, there is 
such a mix of energy, um, you know, throughout the castle. There's such a huge history there. Um, it's wonderful for the paranormal evenings and mm. very popular yeah. um, for the evenings. Then. I think there's supposed to be a lady there or something. Yeah, there is. And it is, it's, um, they, have, they always have good results there. They always, you know, everybody has wonderful experiences there on the paranormal evenings. And, yeah, uh, and even I've been there and just taken a photograph in the middle of the day and, um, you know, there's kind of like a face in the window that you see and, you know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a crazy place, but a great one. It's what, like three, four minutes from there? Yeah, it's yeah. just a couple of minutes walk. It's fantastic. It's a great place and, uh, you know, if, uh, if you can get there, and do an evening, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, what, what Ron doesn't know is, I, I know pl he's planning on coming over um, in the not-too-distant future, and I've already arranged for him to spend time at Margam. Um, really? But, oh, yay. But, but he doesn't know that yet. Okay. So, so we, have to keep it we have to keep it secret from Ron. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. At my age, it is a cigarette. Don't worry. I can't remember yeah. yesterday, so don't worry about it. Tomorrow, tomorrow will be all new. Uh, so, so Debs and Paul, let's, can you introduce yourself to our uh, audience that don't know you? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, it's my, uh, hi, everybody. Um, I'm Paul. <laughs> hi, I'm Debs. Um, De Debs is the, is the boss wife of, <laughs> of the relationship. Um, we, 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 um, we work for Athlete Academy, which is uh, our psychic and mediumistic studies. You know, we run, we run, uh, development classes and um, certification courses, programs, and all kinds of um, mediumship development programs. Um, that's, really, that's really what we're about. We've been traveling back and forth to the U.S. for maybe 10 years now. Or somewhere around that. Close yeah. enough. Mm -hmm. um, we have, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of regular annual events out there. And it's been really good to us. We love the U.S. We love, we love the people there. Um, we feel very blessed that we do get to go there and, and share our experiences and our teachings. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. And um, we are touching base there. We'll be landing, in, in, hitting the tarmac, as they say, um, you know, in, in Philly on the 6th of October. And then making our way up to Circles of Wisdom to Andover on the 13th of Where October. Where will we meet Ron in person? Yes, we're really looking forward to that. And Deb is uh, especially looking forward to the evening with yourself there, Ron. And thank you. Thank you ever so much. Well, it, you know, I'm kind of, you know, thrilled about it. Uh, I, I, when I got into this, I, I wasn't really a believer in a hell of a lot. Uh, but I've always op been open-minded. And if I'm going to criticize something, I've got to at least learn about it. And so, so many things that I, I thought were, uh, you know, when I started, I thought all oh, mediums were just charlatans, you know, like the fortune tellers in the, at the uh, beach. But uh, I soon realized, you know, there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. And uh, now I get involved in so many things that so we conduct regular red light seances. We, we do a lot of different things. So when I had the opportunity to host you for this, uh, uh, Hall of Mirrors, I, I was extremely excited uh, that, that Kathy gave me the opportunity, and you guys too as well, of course. So I'm, I'm really excited about this event. So do you want to tell uh, our listeners a little bit about this event, what's, what, it, what it entails? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I've, I've always been um, really excited about anything that's, that's slightly um, paranormal as well. And I suppose the Hall of Mirrors is... Um, 
slightly that way, if if you want to put it that way. But um, anyway, so what I what I learned and what I've done. Um, and it's very personal to you, this one, isn't it? Because really it was a, it was a huge part of your um, development in the in the early stages when you introduced yeah. yourself to mediumship and guides and so on there. Yeah, um, well, because I was brought up Catholic, so um, anything to do with, you know, the other side and paranormal was always very scary to me, mm-hmm. um, which is um, is quite ironic now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I was very scared, and um, the one thing I wanted to do as I first got into this um, was to meet my guides, because I needed to know um, that I was safe, um, I suppose. And, um, and so I'd heard about this where you... Um, look in the mirror and I've also went and seen a lot of people doing transfiguration um, with the red light and that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if uh, you know all your viewers know about transfiguration it's just where you know due to the light and the spirit blends yeah. over your face right yeah um, so it's kind of like that but you do it personally you do it by yourself and you do it in the mirror and what happens is is you get a candle and you put it to you know either the right or left of, uh, of you <clears throat> um, you ask your guide um, to come and blend with you um, and to show show themselves. So basically, it's a real, um, it's hard. It's not an easy process because what happens is you have to look, stare at yourself in the mirror um, and stare at a spot on your face, which is generally around the nose area because it's in the middle of your face. Um, and then what happens is as spirit, um, you're in the dark with a candle um, and you're staring. And as your face starts to change, which it does, but it, what's cool about it is your face changes at the same intensity and level as you feel the energy around you. Um, and as, it, as you start to vibrate a little bit faster, if that's the way to put it, so does the candle. The candle kind of like starts flickering beside you. Um, so anybody who's new to this, you know, and my students have said, oh my God, I don't think I can do it, I'm too scared. Um, but please know that, you know, everybody's safe and it's just your guide that's gonna show up. And so your face starts changing um, and it changes quite a bit, but the more proficient you get at it, because when your face starts to change, you get excited and then you start to want to look at your face. So the, but the minute you lose concentration to look at the, the whole of your face, then it goes, you can go back to the beginning. Um, but anyway, um, the upshot of it is at the end, what we're trying to create is where you are staring into the mirror, the mirror goes completely black and you're not there anymore and your guide's face will come independently into the mirror and you can see and you can see guys full on it's a great it's a great blending process that um, oh, it's amazing. it is it's it truly feeling. is because it does it brings a feel as well as um a look with it in a sense of you don't just visually see you no. actually feel yeah. also with it but what's good is that um which i didn't expect to feel is that when i first saw my guide in this way um i knew it i just absolutely Absolutely, it was kind of like I got emotional, and I was like, I know you. That's really strange, um, you know. Because you do, it's like it's like you're seeing somebody that you know. You might be seeing your mother or your father, you know, or, or even greater than that. It's just I, I just knew this individual. It's, it's like, very oh, familiar then. Oh, that very, familiar. very familiar. So, Thank so you. is it kind of a, a blend of like a psychomantium chamber and scrying? Sorry, say that again. Is, is it kind of a blend between a psychomantium chamber and scrying? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I oh, okay. what, oh, I see. Right. Okay. The scribes. What do you mean? That you, you guide? 
Yeah, the, the way you look at them, and if, if you're familiar with the psycho, I'm Anthony Octavia and, and Dr. Moody's work, it's, it's basically you're in, a, in a, uh, a closet or something, some closed area where you sit gazing into a mirror with a candle behind you. And in scrying, of course, scrying, you, you stare into a black mirror. So it seems to be a blend of the two. Right. Is that Raymond Moody? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Okay, now I'm with you. Yes. Okay, thank um, you. Yeah, exactly. It's a blend. And it's, um, I don't know, it's just one of the ways that um, you could really get to know, you know, your guy. But also, I'm feeling like, you know, I've only ever done it with a guy, but I don't know if it's possible with a loved one, I'm sure. I can't yeah. Why not? I mean, why not? Why not set those right. those those targets and those goals and say, well, you know, let's let's make it so we can, because spirits will work with you in whichever way they can. Right. So let's make it so we can say, well, let's see if we can bring through a loved one. Exactly. And I can imagine how great that would be yeah. if suddenly oh, yeah. you look in the mirror and you get to see a loved one's heart. Yeah, you get to see your mom or your dad yeah. or your brother or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, set those, let's set those targets. It's all very doable. It is, yeah. I mean, why, why not, you know, I need my guy because, you know, as I said, I needed to know that I was safe, which of course I am. Um, but, you know, I, that's how I needed it to be. But a loved one would be, you know, just as available i'm sure i'm sure it is because you know with, with 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 steve's work there with the paranormal work you know you you go in there steve and you know you're you're expecting you know it to be both parties you know the belief of your of yourself and also the work of spirit uh, and you you meet in the middle of somewhere in order for that to happen in, yeah. in, and you know so why can't it be the same with a mirror mm-hmm. yeah we, so that's, we that's actually in a yeah i think we actually tried the um the, exactly that uh, experiment you outlined at last year's Spirit Quest, and it was, seemed to be quite successful with some some of those who participated in it. If you remember, Rob. it was similar, similar. Uh, candle mirror. Yeah, but similar. They were they were the specific uh, the uh, the the uh, goal was was different, so uh, you probably didn't attain the same results, but you did have good results. The, you know, I, I I found this interesting is that you guys. Kind of like what Steve does is paranormal, but what we do, what we do isn't. But in reality, what we all do is paranormal. It's it's yeah. it's not the normal. It's 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 paranormal. Whether it's you know mediumship or or looking for ghosts, it's they're both paranormal. But yet, this seems people kind of like don't like calling each other that word. It's like a you know, a pariah or something. But it, it isn't. <laughs> it's not. It's not a bad word. It really isn't. No. <laughs> No. I mean, isn't that strange, though? You know, you're so right there, Ron. I mean, I mean, why do we have to differentiate, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, um, different disciplines within what is one module, mm-hmm. which is all seeking the same thing, to make right. contact with spirit right. one way or another? Exactly. I yep. mean, it's almost as if snobbery has got in the way somewhere, you know? Well, yeah, I'm a medium, I'm a paranormal investigator, you know? Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm a medium. I mean, what is that about, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, to me, different modalities is what they really are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and, very, and only subtly different also. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not say it's not a huge difference. We're all using our mind, emotions, beliefs well, in order to create mm-hmm. what is then... Uh, a gateway or let's say a knowing that we can make that contact yeah i also feel like we're all looking for the same thing you know proof yeah we're all looking for proof well proof yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, very much 
I mean, you know, with with Steve, with your work there, you know, you have to go with that intention of knowing that, you know, your evening will be successful. I mean, you have to go with that intention. (laughs) I wish we could be that certain. I have to go with the the certainty of um, knowing that not generally, not very much is going to happen. I think it's um, really. I think it's, it's more than reality um, <laughs> because we are dealing with something that is incredibly rare in my in my sphere of investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I I don't have I know your your book is called We're All Born Mediums, but I'm afraid mine isn't. Um, <laughs> uh, so so in my, in my, I I go expecting to fail. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. I mean, that, that means I'm, I'm really disappointed. <laughs> I mean, your 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 um, let's say your discipline in this module of um, of spirit of, of you know seeking um, evidence on your your module is harder than mine. Um, it it, it, it know, is. Um, I would say you're right there. It probably is harder uh, because I don't you know, have I'm, any tools to work with apart from. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm genuinely. I'm generally, you know, preaching to convert it. You know, when I'm working with an audience, generally 98% of the audience, you know, have a belief, have an understanding. Or if I'm doing a reading, a one-to-one reading, it's the same there. Um, but yourself, you know, you have, you're, you're, you're having, you know, your, let's say, clientele, although um, they're very familiar with the work, I'm sure that, you know, you, your job is great, is harder than mine because, you know, they are, they're wanting to go and see and feel in a different way to how our clients are. Because yeah. they're relying on us for the evidence, where Steve, they're relying on the holy venue for the evidence. Yeah, Steve, uh, yeah. But what I'd like to say to Steve as well is, um, oh, go on, Paul. <laughs> 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 what you were talking. Ah, yes, so you have to carry on. And I'll okay. get it. <laughs> but do, do, does, that, does, does that resonate with you, Steve? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, you're absolutely right, because I'm dealing with a different group of individuals um people who are because as you pointed out before the paranormal is regardless of how we choose to label the different branches within it it's still a very broad church and attracts a diversity of people with different beliefs with different expectations um and they all have to be catered for and they will naturally flow in different directions i tend to deal with people who are either very much more skeptical or very much more um, a believing and unquestioning, and it it makes for a for a more challenging um, time sometimes. Sometimes it can be you know, but it, I mean, regardless of of whichever branch of of this thing we've labelled the paranormal we're in, it's all you know, it it's it, it's still. Um, I think you're in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you, I, don't, I... you don't escape. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, that's a good way of putting it. It is a bit like um, being the number six prisoner, isn't it? There's no way out. <laughs> you're right. Once, once you're in, you're in for life. For sure. I remember. Well, I was going to say, Steve, as well, because Steve was talking about he goes and, um, you know, he expects to not do a good job, mm-hmm. or not, not to, to have um, a good night, and therefore he's really disappointed. But wouldn't you think that it's his intention in the, of when he goes of the results he's going to get? That's what I was saying. Yes. Sorry, love. I, be, I believe that. Yeah, oh, because he it's goes. It's my fault now. <laughs> yeah, it is absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, 
you, you know, Debs and, and Paul, you guys are in, as a medium, you're in a, a, a very unusual position because you don't need proof because you speak to the dead. You know the dead are there in, in, in your own belief system. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, it can never be proved that you are speaking to the dead, even if you come up with information that only, you know, somebody would know. But we, we have no idea where that information actually comes from. Does it come from, you know, some greater consciousness? Does it come from, uh, you know, some type of memories that are embedded in, in the universe or whatever? So, you're, you know, you never can prove what you're saying, but yet you guys know what you're you're doing so it's it's a, t- a bittersweet uh, uh profession yeah i love and i love that ron and i've spent i've spent you know the last 10 years studying that that very question and and i have i have on time said to myself you know am i just am i just resonating with mass consciousness mm-hmm. and dipping into you know a universal thought bank of something and then i then i flip back to a wait paul you know you're a you're a you're a you're a reverend you're a, you believe in spirituality you believe in these things and i've had a tug of war of emotions for years for many years with that with that question because you know but would it make I, it easier to thought would it make you emotional because you get very emotional. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, you know, I absolutely believe in what I do and love what I do. Absolutely. But, yep. but then within that, nobody has come and actually placed in the palm of my hand the actual proof of this is the spirit world. Right. Uh, but I believe. I have. I do believe. I mean, we yep. did when we, you know, we went to. Um, Vienna once, and we we saw we the went, went to seance and, and Deb's father materialized. materialized. Now this was mm-hmm. absolutely incredible because nobody could make Deb's father's Irish accent. No, so he, <laughs> he materialized and kissed Deb on the forehead. Oh, and he, oh wow! And it, yeah, and it left it left a wet mark there. Um, you know and. Is is Irish broad Irish accent is something that you you nobody can do your father's voice only your father. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. You know, it's not so much the accent; it's just the voice. It's, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. you know, if you're on the phone to him, you know what that sounds like. You know, your loved one, you're going to know mm-hmm. it. You know? And you know that that kind of really did um, firm things up for me, um, and really did a. In, you know, pushing push my belief system even more there. Um, when, when that happened, that was an incredible experience. And you know, for Steve, there does those evenings. You know, do, with your work oh, there, Steve. Been in yeah, absolutely. It, it, it was fantastic seance. I'm sure that you've had, you know, these um, more more so where they are physical. You know, um, evidential events that happen. I mean, when I'm right. working with the client, there's nothing physical about what they do. We're going to have to hold that thought, Paul, because we have to take a break right now. Oh, okay. Okay, so you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet, Parax, Planet Paranormal, Astronet Radio, and maybe the Ghost Box, who knows. Uh, We'll be right back after the following messages with uh, Debs and Paul Vies. Hey, listen, high atop of Nuns Hill in Groveland stands the Chapel of the Little Missionary Sisters of Charity in Vesey Memorial Park. 
This serene scene will be the location for one of the most extraordinary events ever to be held. For three days and two nights, these sacred grounds will host the realm of Dan Brown's best-selling novels, Angels and Demons, and The Da Vinci Code. As part of the event, like in the novels, you'll become a symbologist and follow a set of clues on your own quest to find a missing relic. And there's so much more. Costume dining with the dead, a conclave, a Da Vinci ghost hunt, red light seance, workshops and presentations, a papal death mask, a replica of the Shroud of Turin, and speakers like Keith Johnson from Ghost Hunters, Steve Parsons from the UK, psychic artist Nancy Smith, and Ron Kolick from Ghost Chronicles, and many others. Go to NewEnglandGhostProject.com, that's N-E-GhostProject.com, or CirclesOfWisdom.com for more information and to purchase tickets. Or call 978-455-6678. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. I wish those horsemen would gallop over the horizon a bit quicker. Save me a counter to <laughs> Well, that, that demonic music. Like, that's not demonic. That's the theme of Van Helsing. What the hell? Yeah, well, what's this Van Helsing? He haunted vampires. This is a ghost hunting show. It's called Ghost Chronicles International. And yeah, our well. guests and our Eric Connection Status 502 appearing on Toggy Chat. Come on, guys, sort that out. The Toggy Bot is, is speaking to us. Anyway, but welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles International with our special guests. Uh, just, uh, the Reverend Paul and the Reverend Deborah Reese, who are just down the road from me in Bridgend, uh, which is Wales for the unenlightened. Um, that would be me. One. Yeah, that would be you. <laughs> well, you know where, if you don't know where Wales is by now, Ronald. <laughs> it's someplace it's, in that cross the water. A, it's the closest bit of the United Kingdom to Ireland. Exactly. That I know. Ooh. You know that. I, I mean, in actual fact, Ireland, it's not even in the way because 
we can go direct to America without hitting Ireland. That's a good thing. There you go. Which is <laughs> good for the Irish, I guess. Um, and they have set up the interesting and unique, I believe, Accolade Academy, uh, Psychic and Mediumistic Studies. Yeah, tell us more about that. That's interesting. Well, yeah, I was going to say, um, it, was, it we... was actually very newsworthy back in the day, wasn't it, guys? <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, and we're never going to have that one. Proved all of your skeptics wrong, though, because you're still here. Yeah, very true. We did. Um, we were. Um, we we're the only uh, mediums in history in um, in the British Isles to actually get government funding to start up a new business um, as me- a psychic medium. Um, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's in the world, it's not just the Maybe it's the world, possibly. I mean, we did make all the national and newspapers, and um, it wasn't very nice. No, true, <laughs> and it was it was a good time um, because what I did was I I put in a genuine business plan. Well, actually, two or three business plans, and um, we we applied because in this country there, Ron, um, new businesses get funding. Um, mm. From the government in order to start up, they're very supportive in that way, and that's Especially what I did. Wales. Yeah, and I, I, I managed to get funding to start up our new psychic business. And truly, um, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of um, MPs, you know, out there um, that really kind of <laughs> were, were disillusioned in some way with it, weren't yes. they? Yeah, so, yeah, it, it kind of... They don't understand it, though. They no. just don't understand it. But, um, you know, and also that a lot of the story was exaggerated as normal. Yeah. And, you know, and I remember oh, somebody yeah. saying, well, how come she got it? She's not even well. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a good... Yeah, it was a good time. You know, it, you know, it created a platform for our business. Yeah. And we made the most of it. Um, and, you know, and search Paul and Deb recently came up. It still wow. comes up 12 years later. That said, though, guys, as I said... Um, you know, there were there was a lot of criticism aimed at you um, way back in 2009, mm-hmm. um, and here you are in 2016, and you proved them wrong. You proved that this business proposal was a goer and it would work. Um, so I think you get you get to have the last laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. But yeah. that, that's, you know, that's any any business. It's the same. And, any husband and wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get yeah. Um, but we are we have been proud. The business has, has done well, and we've had, you know, we've we've had a lot of success with wonderful um, students coming through and yeah. certifying, and now working professionally. US, Canada, and back here in the UK, and we still have a constant stream of students coming through, um, coming through through certification as well as um, just the hobbyists, you know. Yeah. We, um, and we run, we still regularly run our workshops, and as you say, we are, we're flying back out to the US now um, in October. Um, yeah, and we're, we're very excited, you know, we still keep the passion there. Ron, you know, there is days. There is days, Ron, and I think surely if I get a uh, if I get a regular job, it must be easier than this. But like you say, Steve, you know, once you're in it, you're in it for life. <laughs> yeah, so, I've, I've tri- tried many times to escape. Go <laughs> 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 and get a real job, but it does keep dragging you back, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It's refreshing to hear someone else say that. You know, you do. You have a love for something, and it is. You know. 
any kind of working with spirit is a way of life that you it resonates with you when it gets close to your heart. It really does. Yeah, really I've got does. to admit though that the, the around three o'clock in the morning I am at my weakest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want. I really don't want to be there at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> do, you ever get, do you ever get nervy, Steve? Um, actually, no. I was asked that question last night in another interview. Um, do I get spooked or nervous? And I, do you know it would be like a fisherman running away from a fish? Mm. Right. Yeah. Good analogy. Yeah. I mean, I I do really admire your approach to your work. Um, you know, and I say this because, as with any industry um, within this this realm of movement, we, we are saturated in every single model. But there are very few, Steve, that carry the morals and the discipline that you do in your work. And for that, you know, I I always applaud someone who you know who deserves recognition. And you do with your work. You truly do. I still hear a lot about your work and, and how you run your programs and your events. It's wonderful. And trust me, um, not everybody carries the same testament of reward as what you do for your work. No, that's right. Well, that's um, kind of you to say. I'm always wondering how I keep getting away with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you do because you care. And it's always good karma comes for those who care. It truly is. So well done to you. Well done. And do you, um, have you been proven, because we say we're always you know, looking out for the proof, have you had your proof, Steve? Uh, oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I've certainly been in situations... I don't forget who's interviewing who now. I've certainly been in situations oh. where <laughs> I have been unable to explain an experience, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. And where the, you know, honestly, the only logical uh, explanation would... Or the only sensible explanation that comes to mind would be a paranormal explanation. Yeah. You know, right. um, despite you know, my my knowledge of physics and mechanics and electronics, they they don't fit what just took place. But yeah. those those yeah. occasions those occasions for me are incredibly rare. Unfortunately, is, is, isn't that the uh, Sherlock Holmes quote you're talking about? Is it? Yeah. Is it, when you uh, you know, rule out everything that uh, you no, can. No, it's Arthur Conan Doyle that wrote that, not Sherlock. Sure, he is. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, it is the Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, all right. Anyways, uh, I want to get back to your book. We're doing well until you were interrupted then, Ron. What's that? (laughs) I I had to interrupt this uh, mutual love society. God, I was getting (laughs) nauseous over here. Um, (laughs) When he he comes over here tomorrow and I pick him up at the airport, his head will be three times bigger than his hat. Uh, anyway, <laughs> only because of GQ magazine. Oh, shut up! <laughs> well, it was you know you can't see the Wall Street Journal now, can you? <laughs> yes, yes. Paul Reeves, Paul Reeves. We're talking to him, remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you guys got a book, and uh, <laughs> I know you do too, Steve. Yes, I know. And that. you do uh, too, Ron. And you do I, too. Yes, yes. But uh, your, your book. What is it called again? We're all born medium. Well, I'll bother me. And the, and the reason I, I had you bring that up is because when I started doing this, and I remember I, I told you that I thought all mediums were uh, charlatans. And, uh, what, but when I started doing this, uh, I, I met a, a trans medium by the name of Maureen Wood, who I ended up working, uh, you know, we still work together. And uh, she became my partner in a lot of uh, investigations and things. But anyways, she would always ask me, and I would always say, I, I'm as uh, psychic as a brick. 
But uh, now through many, many years of doing this, I now call myself a dumb psychic and don't get offended by that because basically what that means is that uh, I don't try and I'll work at it, but things come through that I can't explain where they came from. Uh, So that's why, and so that kind of fits in with the title of your book in, in that, yeah, you you know what? We maybe we all have this ability. Even we, Steve, we, we we sorry, Ron, and um, we do we do all we definitely all have um, this ability. We all carry you know a sixth sense. We all carry emotions, feelings, sympathy, empathy. We all we all have that ability. Um, and you know why 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 um, well where I get my belief from was you know I wasn't brought up a spiritualist and I wasn't brought up to believe um, this in any way and my and truthfully as, as as harsh as it may sound my introduction to my work was more so um, because I needed a job at that time you know <laughs> I, I yeah I I didn't do well at school you know schooling for me was quite a problematic time being that um, you know I'm, I'm dyslexic um, so when I when I left school um, and the industry that I was working in, um, that kind of crashed overnight. I was left with nothing. I didn't know where to go, where to get a job. And, um, you know, I, I, my background is how I got into um, or become a medium was um, I was at my wit's end and I had no work. And um, I went to see the, the, what we considered was the fortune teller. That uh, that we went, my mother went to every six months or so, and I went to that lady, and and her last words to me were, "You can do this." And from there, I was like, "Wow! If I can do this, then I have a job. I have, <laughs> yeah. I have, I have, employ- I have employment." And um, you know, it couldn't have been no more than three or four weeks later, after mm-hmm. finding a spiritualist church, I was sitting in, um, you know, I was sitting in a shop. Um, back here, a bit like circles of wisdom. yeah, a bit like circles of wisdom, and actually then doing readings full time. So there was no massive introduction. I didn't spend years developing. You know, I it was no more than three weeks from you know my regular job to then sitting into this, never having done it before. And I just thought, you know, if I work from the heart and be absolutely karmically truthful, it will work, and it did. It did. Yeah, that's the important thing I think a lot of people don't realize. And, and Maureen taught me that. She said, you know, you just say what you feel. You say what you're, yeah. you, you know, comes through. And, and, and I, when I started working on her in the beginning, I, I was like almost embarrassed for her at times. Because she would say sometimes what I thought were the most ridiculous things. And yet they panned out to be true and it's like wow so it, yeah it's it's that's the one thing she did teach well she taught me many things but that's the, the one thing she did teach me that sticks with me that to this day is that you just say whatever comes through yeah i mean through on all the years that we've been teaching and and this is not about you know credit to accolade it's credit to the students there's never ever been a student that's come through a workshop that has not been able to make that link to spirit and pass on evidence to a recipient. There never has been. Not been one, yeah. You know, you, you, you decomplicate the process and then the reality of how simplistic it is and easy, you know, to work with your mediumship on a mental level, not where Steve is, because that's so much harder, 
you know, on a mental level, it's right. very easy because it's a natural process we all have within us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is, what, what is the difference between the Accolade Academy and, for instance, Arthur Finley? Is there a difference at all? Um, well, yes, there would be. Um, you know, Arthur Findlay is run by the Spiritualist National Union. Um, so they do practice, you know, the, relig- the, the, the religious part of spirituality mm-hmm. there, yeah. um, where myself and Deb, you know, we focus, we focus the teaching to really um, work outside of the religion. So um, because, you know, there, are, there, is, there is an absolute abundance of, of Joe public that, you know, didn't go to the church, but still, you know, needed to know about right. the process. So what we're doing basically is, you know, we're, you know, we're all teaching, um, you know, mediumship and, and people how to do it and, you know, how to how to get the best out of it. But also um, what we want to do, me and Paul, or we do do, is we train, train our guys to be able to work in any venue. So they could work in, you know, a theatre or they could work in, you know, what we have here, working in clubs or pubs or, you know, bars. like you say, bars, like giving out to the public of people that won't go to a spiritualist church. Yeah. You know, nothing that there's nothing wrong with the spiritualist no. church. It right. works for them, you know, but it's just, you know, a lot of the public won't do that. But if there's like a night going on mm-hmm. and it's in their local bar, they're going to go down there. So we, we kind of stay away more from the religion and more because, you know, also they believe that mediums are born and are not made. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah, you know, although we do, we do do a lot of work in the religion because you know we we we're, we're always committed to oh, that. We yeah, we reverence, but you know, it's important that you reach reach those portions of public that that as I say, don't touch that part of of um of spirituality and and work with those guys. <laughs> that was good. That'll Let's be speak. a call from Cal Cooper. Yeah, phone call from the dead again. Uh, so. <laughs> So how did you two, you know, begin your journey together? That's that's intriguing too, you know. Sorry, we're just trying to get rid of the phone. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So, what was the question, my love? What was the oh. question? Oh, how how did both of you, you know, begin this journey together? I mean, it, it, you know. He, Paul talked a little bit about okay he, how he he became a medium, but how did you you two get together and become a husband and a wife and and begin this whole journey to the the academy and all that? Um, yeah. So um, this is ironic actually because we met at the Arthur Finder College. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. See, see so, I told you uh, I was psychic. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was going there for a long time, actually, a couple of years, um, well, 18 months, really, before. before, um, And I was going there for a week every every time, obviously, because they're week-long courses. And on one of those courses, Mr. Reese was there. Um, and the rest is history. <laughs> I mean, I remember that it was, um, it was the first morning of, of, my, of the week. Yeah. And um, I was asked by the tutor to come up and, and you know, make a link. Or go to someone in the class and give evidence, and I remember seeing Deb in the class and thinking, "Wow, <laughs> wow!" And then I remember saying to myself, "Don't go to her, Paul, because you're only going there because she's so bloody good looking." <laughs> you know, I remember thinking, Don't. and then I ended up going there and then give her evidence to her grandmother, and the rest is history. <laughs> That's sweet. So, what are your thoughts on uh, you know mediums who 
put themselves out into uh, TV shows like Most Haunted, like, you know, Derek Akura and, uh, um, oh, God, just drew a blank. Uh, but Steve, David, the Wells. David Wells, thank Pete you, my Chilito. friend. Yeah, okay. I think Billy Roberts. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah. So, what, what are you? What are your thoughts about mediums who, that do that? They go into the paranormal investigative kind of show thing. I mean, I, I think that you know that it is definitely. Firstly, let's say that what it's doing is, um, in many ways, we can say that it's helping the industry um, because it's, it's created a, almost a fashion mm-hmm. where you know when I first started working ten years ago, I was the underground appointment. Well. 12 years ago, sorry, I was the underground appointment, you know, people whispered the fact that they were going to see a medium, where now it's it's common, it's okay to talk to friends and say you're going to see a medium. That In that sense, it's made my work a lot easier. But also, you know, I feel that, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Steve, but I feel the whole industry is going through a complete filtering process because of the exposure that it had, it's also invited in, you know, um, such an array of quality from what is incredibly poor to what is fantastic, you know. And I feel that the, especially in my line of work where, you know, the mental mediumship, um, so the programs have really helped to make it um, more acceptable more awareness and more awareness of it. But at the same time, it's created such a melting pot of abilities and, you know, right throughout the whole spectrum, I feel. Also, you know, Derek Cora, because um, you mentioned him, you know, he's a fantastic medium. He mm-hmm. absolutely is. And um, I, I believe that he went in with integrity and everything, you know. But sometimes there's a pressure on people, you know. You just have to get that, you know, you're in something. But anyway, yeah. um, I feel as if he does a good job. But you have to really, I suppose, to go into that entity, you know, to be a trance medium in the first place. I don't know. I mean, uh, well, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know why you have to be trans medium. Well, because what they were doing was um, Derek Paul was like actually talking like them or bringing them through or whatever. In that yeah, way. but then you know you look at Steve with it with Steve's work there. And, no, no, you know, he's not. It's not no. trans medium, but does does that same job? You right. know, just in a different way. Perhaps. I mean, I don't know. I think that you know it's 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 good so long as there's integrity behind it. Sure. And poor Derek, you know, he he, he had a tough old time at yeah, the end. Did, then, yeah. And you know, the, that was pressure. Then. Yeah, absolutely, there was. Um, so I feel that again, integrity is important, but it is it is absolutely saturating the whole industry now with, you know, with individuals that uh, haven't given themselves the opportunity to educate themselves yeah. beforehand. There's a lot of that there. Maybe you know, I, there is there is uh, uh, of course as well there is a, the huge attraction of the money and the fame. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, these people are human, and. There is that natural human desire for to satisfy the the the, the, the other human resp- aspects, you know, ego. Um, mm-hmm. We we need we've got to put food on the table. The bills have to be paid. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes I think you know even the likes of um, people who go into the television um, role as the medium with with a degree of integrity. Ultimately, they're putting themselves into a very difficult position. Um, they're putting themselves almost into a firing line where ultimately most of them will fail uh, yeah. because of their because you know they are human beings when all said and done. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're humans yeah. first, medium second. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, exactly yeah. right, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, pe- people are also disillusioned. You know, we've, we've worked, um, you know, with some television and things ourselves. And trust me, you know, it certainly isn't the icing on the cake or the results of your career. It is not. You know, it doesn't work that way. And, and there are so many, there's so few opportunities in order for that to happen. People assume that, you know, if you're good at this, you automatically end up in front of the big screen. It never is the case, you know, it, it really isn't. Oh, yeah. um, there are very few slots. And, and as you say that, Steve, when you do, you have to be um, a very educated person to keep um, an emotional balance there. Also, I believe that, you know, if, if anybody's going to do it, they should get the editing right. <laughs> <laughs> you've certainly got to have your wits about you. If you're working in television land, you've certainly got to have your wits about you um, for lots of reasons. Uh, but you, as you rightly point out, that editing, you can be yes. made to say many, many strange and peculiar things if you're not careful. <laughs> exactly. And then when you're on the, on the you, you're pressured in that moment, you, you know, mm. I, I feel as if there's a lot of, um, deceit that goes on where they're trapping you in and then what you're actually going to do. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I, I think that it's, a, it's the agenda that's completely different. I mean, the television program exists to sell advertising space and to make money for the advertisers. It's, right. it's not there to portray the paranormal, is it? The paranormal no. is not. The paranormal is simply the vehicle to sell the advertising space and to get the viewers interested in, in watching, you know, part two. Yeah. Right, and what they want is, you know, to, you to make the biggest idiot yeah. of you going. Yeah, well, they, they, you know, they'll, they'll bury people in coffins and electrocute them. Very much so. But, but you know, in in a in a you know long term, I think that the television is helping. Yeah. I think that it is, you know, doing doing a lot of good, more good for the industry than what it is bad. Well, I'll tell you, Derek was what the the one that introduced me to spirit guides. I I had no idea what the hell. He was talking about, and uh, when uh, he came on, and I watched, I was taught that he, I, I soon realized, okay, oh, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And, but I had never known before then. Yeah, yeah. it was Sam, wasn't it? Sam did very the guy, nice. Sam. Yeah, Sam. Yeah. But, you know, my first introduction to a spirit guy was a woman who talked to a cabinet. She used to go to talk to a stupid uh, cabinet on the wall, and then it would get some kind of a message and go over to the owner of the place and tell him that. And I thought that was the most craziest thing I've ever saw. And so I understand what was going on from Derek, that she was actually not talking to the cabbage. She was actually talking to a spirit guy. Oh, I see. So, whatever. <laughs> strange, very strange. But anyways, that's what it's all about. That's why I got involved, because it's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, know we're, I know we're running out of time. So if somebody wants to uh, find out more about you, how could they? Okay, um, now they can go, um, our website is um, www.accoladesacademy.com. If you go there, there are all the venues, all the events um, for our visit to the U.S. in October is on there. Also, you know, um, contact Circles of Wisdom if you're in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're in Philadelphia, Susan Duval Seminars. Um, contact her. We're also on her website there, you know. So we are spread around, and we're also in... Healing um, Essence Centre, and that's West Concord, Matt. Yeah, we're in West Concord there also on the 20th to 21st. All great events come along there. It'd be fab to see everybody. Yes. Have yep, we got all the spirits? 
Yep, come to the Hall of Mirrors on uh, the 18th at Circles of Wisdom. I'll be there, and uh, Debs, I will finally meet you. And uh, I'm really intrigued by this. It should be ex- extremely interesting. Uh, so I'll make sure that information gets up on our website as well. So Yeah, uh, we're, we're looking forward to that because it's the first time we've done um, the Hall of Mirrors in the U.S. Yes. So we're really excited about presenting the, this new material to the U.S. Yeah, Absolutely. it was lovely to meet you both. Well, Steve again. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll um, hopefully we'll bump into each other in in after I've finished being your warm up act in America. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I, yeah, I'm just over there tomorrow just to uh, I'll, I'll sort of warm them up. I'll be like the comedy starter. That's no. right, because uh, you'll be uh, you'll be going home when they arrive. It's basically uh, the same oh. day, yeah. the sixth of, of October, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You see, the, the United States can't handle us both at the same time. Exactly. Oh, home, Homeland Security <laughs> wouldn't allow it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just your just your head can't fit in any more people. <laughs> Thanks Pass. for that. You're welcome, my friend. I look, so look forward to seeing you tomorrow. How long are you going to leave me at the airport for this time? Before oh, you you'll see. Anyway, there's, <laughs> the music, there's the music, and we got to go. Uh, Debs, Paul, thank you so much for being on the show. And, Cheers, uh, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Till next week. Good night. God bless. Good night. Good night. God bless. Bye. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.